The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In order to thrive in today's competitive business market, you need to constantly adapt to change and shift your business paradigm. Welcome to Business Reinvention with host Nancy Lynn for insights on emerging trends that could impact the future of your business. This hour will have you listening to and thinking like the innovative business leaders of today. Now, here's your host, Nancy Lynn. Hello and welcome to the Business Reinvention Show where we share thought-provoking ideas from different industries so that you can connect the dots and stay innovative and competitive. Well, thank you for tuning in and making our program part of your day today. Some of you probably just came back from your summer vacation, so you might have noticed when planning for your trip that there are a lot more options to choose from than in the past, from types of accommodation to search engines. Hyatt certainly has taken notice. Um, the company has invested in one flying stay, which is referred to um, very often as the Airbnb for the rich. It lets uh, luxury homeowners rent out their apartments while they're away. The numbers um, seem to explain the new strategy. Uh, awareness of the sharing economy has reached um, 60% and something like 14% of U.S. travelers have used home sharing services. So what is the driving force behind the increase in vacation home rentals? What are the new opportunities for the hotel and home sharing industry? Well, joining me today to discuss this is Jen O'Neill, CEO of Tripping.com, the world's number one search engine for vacation homes and short-term rentals. Jen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Nancy. It's great to be on it today. Love to have you here. Um, so before we uh, start our conversation today, I thought it would be really helpful if we talk about what's considered a vacation home. Are properties on Airbnb vacation homes or are you going after a different segment? That's a great question. So there is a distinction in the vacation rental industry. There are really two types of inventory. So the traditional vacation home is typically a second home um, owned by you know, an owner who doesn't live in it. So for example, um, you might find a vacation rental in Florida um, on the beach, right? And it's, it's available 100% of the year because no one lives in it the rest of the time. Um, on the other side of the market, you have more Airbnb-type inventory, and that typically is someone's actual home. So, for example, I live in San Francisco. I have a spare bedroom. I might put that spare bedroom on a site like Airbnb and rent it out. Um, and I live there the rest of the time. So really, um, you know, I'm probably not renting it out every night of the year. But maybe about 20% of the time, I might put it up on a site like Airbnb. Um, so there are two types of inventory in the market. Um, a site like Tripping.com, we focus more on vacation rental industry, and, and the majority of sites do. So, for example, um, HomeAway is one of the leaders in the industry. They very much focus on vacation rental inventory. So when you go to their site, um, you know, your chances are that you'll find that home on the beach that you're looking for that can accommodate an entire family. However, if you want to go to an urban area like New York or San Francisco, um, your best bet is to look on a site uh, like Rumorama or Airbnb that does focus on the short-term rentals in urban areas. So uh, are you implying that vacation homes are usually located um, in leisure destinations? That is that usually the case as opposed to urban areas? Yep, yep, definitely. So, um, you know, we actually see that on, on Tripping.com, we have over 5 million rentals on the site, and the vast majority of vacation rentals are in leisure destinations. So it's like usually nice, nice warm places like San Diego, um, Myrtle Beach, uh, you know, all up and down the uh, the eastern seaboard there. Um, and, of course, you have places like Spain and um, the south of France and whatnot as well that attract vacation home renters. Um, and then the urban areas um, are tend to, tend to attract kind of a younger crowd um, going after, like, two nights, uh, two night stays in Paris or London, for example. 
Ah, very interesting. Um, so, so I know that there are a good number of search engines in the travel industry already. Is there room for another search engine? <laughs> That's a great question. So uh, we are a search engine exclusively for vacation rentals. Um, we were the first to do it. We launched in late 2011. Um, and at the time, uh, no, no one, none of the existing search engines were doing vacation rentals. Um, and, you know, one parallel that we look at is the hotel industry. So, um, you know, there, there are so many search engines and meta search sites, for example, um, you have Kayak, Trivago, um, you know, sites like Expedia, Orbitz, etc., and all of them compete profitably with hotel inventory. Um, and, you know, there are tons of sites out there that do it. And Hitmonk, for example, is one of the more recent sites that's popped up. And I think the fact that the industry is so massive for hotels enables all of these sites to compete profitably. Now, the same thing is happening in MetaSearch for vacation rentals. So vacation rentals as an industry is about $100 billion between the U.S. and Europe alone. It's one of the fastest-growing segments of travel. I mean, it has been one of the fastest-growing segments for several years, and the momentum is continuing. Um, and so from our perspective, I mean, to be the, the leading meta-search site is fantastic because it's a wide-open playing field. Um, right now, I mean, this really is our market to play in. And even if we saw other search engines pop up for vacation rentals, the market is so big that chances are it can it can kind of profitably allow those companies to compete with each other. So um, so no, we're not worried about about competition um, from that sense at all. And there's definitely room for search engines for vacation rentals. Well, I have to say that I'm really surprised to know how big the size of uh, vacation uh, rentals market um, is. I think it's an area that a lot of people don't really pay much attention to in the past. Um, so what is the driving force behind the shift to vacation homes? Uh, that's a great question. So uh, you're right, there is a massive kind of shift towards vacation rentals. And I think from our research, we've seen it, it's you know, several driving forces. So one, um, and the most, most obvious answer is that they're more affordable than hotels. So when you look at a family of five, so maybe two parents and three kids, um, you know, instead of renting several hotel rooms to accommodate the family, they can rent one vacation rental that not only has enough rooms and beds for everyone, um, it might come with a kitchen, right? So they don't have to eat out. They can actually cook meals in, in the house, um, which will save them a lot of money when they're traveling. Um, it probably comes with a backyard so the kids can play. It might come with a private swimming pool, a barbecue, and other amenities that hotels simply don't offer. Um, so from a value perspective, vacation rentals tend to be really economical. Um, so we see a lot of families, a lot of retirees moving towards vacation rentals. Um, another big driver for why everything is shifting our way is that it's much easier to book vacation rentals now than ever before. So historically, if you wanted to stay in a vacation home, you would have to, you know, look at the classified section or, you know, you'd go to a site like HomeAway and email a host and then, you know, the host would write back. And um, up until about two years ago, the average length of time it took to book a vacation rental was nine days. And it's funny because we had an intern come into our office and they said, geez, you know, in 1969, uh, we sent men to the moon and back in eight days. And so to, to book a vacation <laughs> the nine is, it's crazy. And, you know, we agree with that. Luckily, the, the big change that's happened in the past two years or so is that it's now possible to book vacation rentals online, just like a hotel. So you can take out your credit card when you find a property that you love, enter your details and click book and then it's done and it's confirmed. Um, now, that's definitely not the majority of inventory out there. Like the, the, kind of the whole industry is moving in that direction, um, but you still have hosts who, who want to email back and forth. So um, overall, what we expect is in the next two years or so, most inventory will be bookable online, just like a hotel. And so that was really a driving force as to why it's you know, so much easier for, for people to choose a vacation home now um, over a hotel or any other type of accommodation. Oh, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, they're kind of like the homes away from home, right? Exactly. Yeah. So now let's talk a little bit about the customer profile. Uh, and I mentioned earlier that only 14% of U.S. travelers have used home sharing services. Um, so I would think there is a lot of room for growth. Who are the early adopters and which customer segment will the growth come from in the next few years, do you think? 
Great question there, too. So um, I can tell you there are very distinct segments in the vacation rental industry um, from what we see. So um, kind of on, on one side of the market, you have retirees and older travelers. Now, um, we love these travelers. They're definitely um, our best users because they'll, they'll come to tripping.com, they'll do a search, and then they'll stay in a vacation rental for a month or two at a time. Mm. Um, and, you know, typically that, that's great for us. Um, you know, those are large bookings that we see on the site. Um, and it's great for them too. Retirees, you know, they have time. Uh, you know, they they have some money that they've possibly saved up, um, and they're ready to sit on a beach and read <laughs> for a month or two. Um, so that's one segment of the population that we see for longer duration stays. You also have families, and families are great. Now we typically see them travel around um, school schedules, so you'll see them at spring break. You know, booking a house for a week um, in Cape Cod. You might see them in summertime, um, taking the whole family to Hawaii for a week or two. Um, and then, of course, around the holidays as well. Um, so you see families as another big segment um, in the industry. The third big segment are business travelers. Now, this is one that is growing rapidly. Um, I think historically, business travelers would typically stay in just a hotel. Now, I'm not talking about a business traveler who's going to Berlin for two nights. The business traveler that will book a vacation home is probably going to Hong Kong for two weeks or even maybe two months at a time working on a major project with Intel or working with um, you know, their, their company. Maybe they're a consultant or something. Um, and so rather than stay in a hotel for two months, which can get a little depressing, right? it's like kind of a boxy room. You don't have a kitchen. You don't um, really have a nice couch area to, to relax. Um, a vacation rental is an excellent option for business travelers who want who really want that home away from home um, when they're on and on the road for for so long. So the, the fourth segment of traveler is millennials, of course, right? So there's a lot of noise around millennials and you know are they booking vacation homes? How are they staying in hotels? Um, and we absolutely see that they are. Um, now what's interesting is millennials will often opt for an urban setting um, for a couple nights at a time. So we see that millennials will come to tripping.com and search for New York City um, for three nights. Uh, you know, during January, for example, um, and they just want to get away with their friends for a few days. Um, and of course, that's very different from the family that wants to go to Florida for a week at a time and stay in like a, a five bedroom house. So, um, you know, it's a different, a different search that they're doing on our site, um, but they're equally valuable. You know, we see millennials travel a lot more than families. Um, you know, they'll just pick up at a moment's notice and, and travel across the country to see their friends. Um, and they're still spending like the average price per night of a vacation rental is typically $250. Millennials do spend a bit less than that, but you know, it's still it's still pretty competitive. Very interesting. And I saw another thing that's interesting is that you didn't mention Generation X, um, which I, I read somewhere um, in some report that um, I guess the baby boomers are actually starting to slow down in terms of their spending um, for travel as they're getting um, to the retirement age and, um, you know, maybe they have to try to help their kids pay off their college loans. Um, and Generation mm. X is actually stepping up to fill that void um, and they spend the most on hotels, even though we don't hear about them so much. Um, I, I don't know if it's different for um, vacation rental. Uh, it's like yeah. kind of different for your segment? You know, we actually kind of group Generation X in with families. Um, so those typically the parents kind of fall in that range of what, like 25 to 35, something like that. Um, so that's kind of where we see it. Now, we also see it with like bachelor parties and things like that. <laughs> so, um, you know, we'll get big groups of people maybe in their late 20s or so um, or, or even late 30s. And, you know, they want to go away with 10 of their buddies to Vegas or, or to New Orleans is actually one of our most popular destinations for bachelor parties. Um, so, yeah, we actually do see quite a bit of spending from that group as well. Um, you know, it's funny with retirees, it's, you know, we see the trends overall across the market. And I think you're right that spending is kind of down for that segment compared to others. But, you know, with us for vacation rentals, we don't see it at all. So our, our older users are our best users. Um, for example, we had a booking the other day for $100,000 from, uh, you know, some retirees who wanted to go someplace and it's a long, you know, long duration stay. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, we definitely see like big, big um, kind of bookings happen on the site with that demographic. Wow. Okay. We have lots more to talk about, but first let's take a break. You are listening to Business Reinvention with Nancy Lynn for up-to-date business and innovation trends. Go to bizreinvention.com or follow me on Twitter at bizreinvention. We'll be back in two minutes. Follow 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. In today's marketplace, your ability to open up the way you think and adapt to change allows your business to stay ahead of the curve and perform at a higher level. At Change Agent SF, we help leaders at fast-growing companies develop the leadership capacity necessary to manage growth more effectively. Contact us today to learn more about our executive coaching services and leadership workshops. Call 415-322-9073 or email Nancy Lynn at info at changeagentsf.com to transform your business and leadership with Change Agent SF. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Business Reinvention with Nancy Lynn. Now, back to Business Reinvention. So, Jen, um, just to finish up our conversation about um, customer profile, I'm, I'm also curious about how people make decisions um, f- uh, when they, you know, decide to use vacation homes. I mean, do people use vacation homes tend to make the same choice for most of their trips or just like you said, mostly just for family vacation specific types of vacation or do most consumers alternate between hotels and vacation homes? That's a great question. Yeah, so a lot of consumers do alternate. Um, and the reason they alternate is because of the purpose of their trip. So, for example, um, you might have a businessman who's going to London for three nights next week. Um, and, you know, he's going for a bunch of meetings. He doesn't want any hassle. He just wants to get into London, check into his hotel, get up early in the morning, go to his meetings all day, come back, fall asleep, and then leave London a few days later. He'll probably stay in a hotel. Now, that same traveler might come home and, uh, and he has a couple kids and he's thinking about where they want to go on their summer vacation. Well, it's a very different experience. So when he's with his family, um, you know, he wants a place where he can just relax with his family, right? So maybe someplace on the coast or on a lake, um, someplace kind of peaceful. They can check in. Uh, you know, they have enough room for, you know, the kids have their own private room. Um, so he, he and his wife don't have to whisper after 8 o'clock after they put them down. Um, <laughs> Um, and things like that. So, I mean, I think we definitely see it's it, the same traveler will stay in a vacation rental and stay in a hotel throughout the course of the year. It just really depends on the purpose of their trip. So, do you consider Airbnb a competitor? I mean, technically, it's not a search engine, but it, it is a huge marketplace for short-term rentals. Um, any thoughts on that? So, so I love our position in the industry because we're MetaSearch or a search engine, which means that we sit in the middle of the vacation rental industry and Airbnb, HomeAway, all the sites like that are potentially uh, our partners. So what we typically do is we will partner with a site like VRBO um, and we get a feed directly from VRBO with all of their properties. Those properties then appear on tripping.com. So for a traveler, instead of researching a vacation rental across five different websites, a traveler can just come to tripping.com, do one search and see all of that inventory in a single place. So it saves them hopefully time and money um, since not only can they see all of the inventory out there, they can compare rates as well. Mm. So no, a site like Airbnb um, is great. No, we'd love to work with them. We don't work with them currently um, since they don't distribute their listings, but um, who knows, one day hopefully they'll be on tripping.com. 
So, of course, it's not just Airbnb. Um, as I mentioned in the introduction, hotels are turning away from third-party sites such as uh, Expedia and Hotels.com, and they now prefer to market their rooms through their own websites. Um, do you expect to see other search engines getting into the vacation home segment um, to make up for the loss of revenues from traditional hotels as well? Uh, interesting. Yeah, you know, a lot of investors ask us this question. <laughs> um, and, and we've kind of been keeping an eye out, but, you know, some of the sites have tried it. So Expedia, you know, has a deal with HomeAway where, you know, they're promoting HomeAway vacation rentals on their site. Um, and Kayak is kind of dipping their toe in the water. I mean, from our perspective, we think it's fantastic when any site is promoting vacation rentals. The reason for that, as you mentioned earlier, like vacation rentals are still much smaller than hotels on the whole. And so from our perspective, every time someone stays in a vacation rental, they get exposed to how amazing it is, right? They, they get to enjoy like having their own kitchen or a private jacuzzi or a backyard or whatever it is. Um, and a lot of times they'll come away from that experience wanting to stay in a vacation rental again. Um, and so for us, it's, you know, the, the more sites that are kind of actively promoting vacation rentals the better it is for us. Um, and so right now we're absolutely supportive of it. Um, we haven't seen the big sites really do it well. Um, you know, I'd say that vacation rentals are a tiny part of their revenue uh, right now, whereas it's our entire focus uh, because they're still focused on hotels. Um, and the reason for that is they do make quite a bit of money from hotels. Hotel margins are typically, you know, maybe 18 to 30%, something like that. Um, so, you know, they're pocketing quite a bit of money from hotels and I think they don't quite want to deviate from that yet. Um, okay, so then that leads to the next question of how do you make money? Do you make money in a different way than Expedia.com? Or tell us more about that, your business model. Sure. Yeah, so, so actually very similar to a site like Kayak. Um, we, we make money when we generate qualified clicks, leads, and bookings for our partners. Um, so if a traveler goes to Tripping.com, types in Paris, um, and then clicks on one of our CPC partners, will be paid um, an amount for that click. Um, so let's just call it a dollar per click. Um, in some cases, if someone sends an email to a host um, and then the booking happens offline, well, in that case, because we can't track the booking online, um, then we get paid for that email lead. And then in other cases, of course, if someone you know comes through tripping, books a property, we get a percentage of that booking. Um, so yeah, it's a beautiful model. I mean, I think... The nice thing for us is that, uh, you know, we're able to send tens of millions of dollars in bookings every single month through Tripping.com, but we don't handle customer service, we don't handle operations, things like that, and so our team is relatively small. We're about 20 people in San Francisco, but we're able to still generate just tens of millions of dollars in gross bookings every month, um, and our partners, of course, handle handle all the customer service and everything like that. That's awesome. Um, so since your business model is based on the number of leads, so I, I would think millennial segment is, is a very good category for you since they do more transactions, even though they may not spend as much. But it's really, um, I, I guess your best customers will be the one who do it more in terms of frequency as opposed to um, the dollar amount that they spend on particular trip. It's a good, you know, it's a, it's a good thought. I think um, ultimately you'll probably be right. But no, right now we still see that retirees, not only are they booking long duration stays, they book pretty frequently as well. Um, I'd say almost as much as millennials do, um, but they just stay longer. Um, and so I think we will see millennials more and more staying in vacation rentals, um, you know, as that as, as they get a little bit older. Um, but no, I mean, for right now, we our, our users are predominantly over 35. Wow. Um, and that's, yeah, that's <laughs> absolutely fine with us right now. They're an amazing demographic, so, <laughs> so we love them. <laughs> and you talked about HomeAway earlier, um, but I know your search results also include listing from a, a, a wide range of websites, including Vacation Rental by Owner, Booking.com, and many other websites. Is there any clear differentiation at all amongst all these websites? Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, absolutely. So uh, some sites, like you mentioned, One Fine Stay um, in your opening, and One Fine Stay differentiates themselves because they go after luxury properties, and it's a full-service brand, right? So if you want to stay in one of their properties, they actually will have someone pick you up from the airport. They make sure the, you know, the apartment is cleaned every day, things like that. Um, so you have kind of like the high-end luxury ones. One of our partners is Luxury Retreats, and they do the same thing. Um, and then you have a site like HomeAway, which really focuses on the United States, um, you know, kind of 
tourist or travel destinations in the U.S., typically warm weather destinations and vacation homes that are usually rented by families. Um, and then you might have others like Rumorama, for example, um, based out of Singapore that focuses on Asian destinations more than anything. So they have some amazing properties um, in Southeast Asia. Uh, they also focus on urban areas. So, you know, if you do want that two night stay in Prague, like that's a great place to go. Um, so, yeah, each, you know, each site kind of has carved out its own niche. Um, and it's it's great to kind of work with all of them because then we get to roll up all of their inventory into our, our platform. Well, most search criteria are pretty broad, uh, such as selection of city or number of rooms. There are so many listings to choose from based on those criteria, I would imagine. So how do you go about determining the ranking or relevancy for your search results? I mean, what's considered, quote, unquote, the best result for each search? (laughs) Yeah, so that's our secret sauce, right? (laughs) Um, So we look at a lot of factors. Um, So uh, you know, if someone does a search for San Francisco, some of the things that we're taking into account are the freshness of the listing. So, you know, when was it last updated, uh, which is very important, right? We don't want to show our, our users a listing that might not be available because it hasn't been updated, you know, in two months. Um, we look at the quality of photos, right? Like, d- does the property have nice photos? Does it have a lot of pro- uh, photos? Um, we look at amenities, so, you know, does the property come with free Wi-Fi and is it pet friendly and things like that? Um, you know, and we also look at things like when the, the host last logged into our partner site, if we have that. Um, and sometimes our partners will also tell us what the ranking is for that property on their own sites. So um, what that means then is that we can see, oh, you know, this property is on page one of HomeAway. Well, chances are like their ranking algorithm is pretty accurate. And so, you know, we're going to take that into account when we decide if that property should also be on our number one page for sure. Well, I, I know that some of the vacation rental sites also offer options for listening to boost their presence. So is that something you take into consideration as well? Uh, yeah. Do you mean like, do they pay to be higher on the page? Yeah, that's, you know, I think that's how I understand it. Yeah, you know, a lot of search engines do that. We don't, actually. We're on the side of the consumer. So, um, you know, even even though we could easily charge for top placements with our suppliers, um, we don't do it. We, we pick the rentals that we think are absolutely the best ones for each traveler based on their search. Um, so right now, that's our number one goal is to make sure that a traveler finds exactly what they're looking for um, on tripping. That's fantastic. Um, so with the increase in mobile usage, how does that influence the way search engines are designed or run today? You know, it's a great question. I think it influences other other search categories more than ours. Um, we still see that mobile is used a lot for discovery. So, um, you know, users will go to mobile, they'll do a search, they kind of play around, they look at their options. But when it comes to taking out their credit card and booking, they go to, to desktop or they go to the web. Um, and so for us, our focus has predominantly been on the web experience. Um, and, you know, that's something that we've heavily focused on and it's actually benefited us quite a bit. Um, but, you know, of course, we are looking to add in more and more to our mobile strategy next year. Great insight. Well, let's talk some more after the break. You're listening to Business Reinvention with Nancy Lynn. You can also download our podcasts from Voice America, iTunes, or Stitcher. Or go to our website, reinvention.com for more information. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. In today's marketplace, your ability to open up the way you think and adapt to change allows your business to stay ahead of the curve and perform at a higher level. At Change Agent SF, we help leaders at fast-growing companies develop the leadership capacity necessary to manage growth more effectively. Contact us today to learn more about our executive coaching services and leadership workshops. Call 415-322-9073 or email Nancy Lynn at info at changeagentsf.com to transform your business and leadership with Change Agent SF. Today, our world is faced with complex challenges that present massive potential risks. Conflict, misunderstanding, misalignment of organizations and their leadership, lost productivity, wasted time, and wasted resources resulting from limiting perspectives, distraction, and hardline positions are damaging our today and our future. The monetary cost of such failures is in the billions. Stop wasting time. Make a shift. 
Engage with host David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration, Thursdays at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Business Reinvention with Nancy Lynn. Now, back to Business Reinvention. So, Jen, I know that Tripping.com was initially um, a global community site for travelers who wanted to connect with locals. And eventually, you have evolved into an aggregation, uh, aggregation excuse me, channel for vacation homes. And sales have exploded since then. Um, how did the aha moment come about for the pivot? Um, what's the rationale? Uh, behind that change. Yeah, so it's uh, a little bit of a story, but we, uh, so like you said, we started as a social travel site. So the initial idea was you could go anywhere in the world and meet a local person for a cup of coffee or a beer or something like that. So it was all about cultural exchange. Um, And we were actually really successful with it. We had users in 175 countries within 30 days of launching. We were partnered with the Peace Corps and study abroad programs and and really great organizations. Um, But at a certain point, we realized that 22-year-old backpackers really don't want to spend money on things. Um, and, and that's a challenge, you know, if you're, if you're building a company and you have employees to pay. Um, and so, you know, as a company, we said, well, geez, we should, uh, we should figure out our business model. And so why don't we go rent a vacation home up near Tahoe, uh, which is Lake Tahoe is, is near San Francisco in California. And we said, we're going to go rent a home. We'll sit on the lake. We'll talk about our business model and we'll figure it out. Well, we tried to rent a vacation home, but it was actually really challenging. Um, So we went to a bunch of different sites. We tried to find a home in our price range. We did a lot of filtering. Um, We emailed back and forth with hosts, and it was kind of a painful process to do the research to find a good vacation rental. And so we thought, well, geez, why don't we create a website, (laughs) like a search engine, that pulls all of this inventory into a single platform? So as a traveler, all I have to do is one search for Lake Tahoe, and I can see all of my options in one place. Um, and so that was really kind of that aha moment where we thought, okay, there's, you know, there's something here. And then what we did is we did a list of our data people. So we did a huge analysis on the vacation rental market um, because before we, we pivoted the entire company, we wanted to make sure that there was a real opportunity here. Um, and we noticed almost immediately that there is intense fragmentation in the vacation rental market. And there's a great report that came out earlier this year, an Evercore report that actually backed up all of the data we saw a few years ago. So Everyone seems to think that HomeAway, Airbnb, Priceline, and TripAdvisor own the vacation rental market, right? Everyone thinks, oh, Airbnb, like, you know, they, they must be like 90% of the market. Well, that's not the case at all. In reality, those four brands, which are major, major hospitality brands, only have about 22% market share, which is crazy. So that means 78% of the vacation rental market is everyone else. And everyone else includes um, smaller sites like uh, One Fine Stay, like you mentioned, or Rumorama or Homestay, or um, you know, <laughs> there's a, you know a dozens of suppliers that we work with that I could name. Um, it also includes property management companies, and it includes you know an owner who might have an extra house that they typically just rent out to their friends. Um, so the market is massive, but really only 22% of it is controlled by those four major brands. So I think that that really underscores a ton of opportunity. When you have that much fragmentation, there's a real opportunity for a meta search engine to sit on top of the market, roll up all of that inventory into a single platform. And, and that was a bet we placed you know, in, in 2011. Um, there's a great quote by Wayne Gretzky about how you want to skate to where the puck will be. I don't know if you're a hockey fan, but, but basically saying like you want to always be thinking ahead and like skate to where you think the opportunity will be. And in 2011, boy, we were, we were two years, three years too early to the market. Um, and it was, it was really tough to prove our model because the market wasn't ready for it. But then all of a sudden, like you said, we've just been exploding. So what we saw was finally the vacation rental market caught up to where we were and we've grown over 3,000%. 
in the past 12 months, which is pretty insane. So, I mean, it's just, it's really nice to see kind of everything coming together. And, and the fragmentation that we saw years ago is really helping to bolster um, Tripping.com today. Well, it sounds like you hit on a really big idea. And it's interesting that the idea actually came about before you got to your brainstorming session. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's really yeah. funny. Yeah, you never know. It's really awesome. And, uh, and you're right. Um, it was very fragmented. Now I think back in a few years ago, it was very difficult, actually to find an ideal uh, vacation home. Um, so it was really great to have a search engine like yours to make it easier um, for consumers. Um, so now I want to talk a little bit more about um, the sharing economy. Um, so when Airbnb first came to the market, it emphasized the idea of sharing. Uh, but the market expands and I st- it started to see. I mean, it started to look to me like it's become more transactional. I mean, for example, many vacation home rental sites now have instant booking feature, and some of the guests I know don't seem to care very much about interaction with the host anymore. I don't know mm. if that's kind of what you're seeing right now. Do you expect the trend to continue? I mean, it's becoming more and more like a hotel to me. It is, and I think um, you know. A lot of people think that sharing economy, it, it sounds kind of warm and fuzzy, right? It, it kind of gives you this idea that, yeah. oh, I'm, you know, sharing my space with someone. So when they stay in my apartment, we're going to, you know, um, have dinner together. And it's a very kind of warm environment. Um, and that is true. And then that is a lot of times like how the, sh- the sharing economy really began to evolve in the early days. And you had sites like Couchsurfing, for example, um, which was also like part of the sharing economy where people would share their space with each other. Um, and same thing like car sharing and, and things like that. That. For your users who are listeners who, who aren't as familiar with the sharing economy, the basic concept is that there's a shift towards access over ownership. So um, a great example that's often used is if I buy um, a drill, <laughs> like to, to drill something in my house today, and I keep it for 20 years, I'm only going to use it for maybe five minutes max right? In, in its entire lifetime. And there are lots of people who could use that drill. So why should they have to go out and buy another one? Instead, I should just be able to, to loan them my drill um, or, or rent it to them, in other words. So I can make money from it and then they don't have to buy an entirely new drill. So uh, I think with what you're saying in terms of moving towards transactions, you're absolutely correct. So what started as kind of like this warm and fuzzy movement is now becoming like a cold, hard transactional, um, you know, business. And and I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Like, I, I think what it is, is we're creating the systems and platforms that enable it to be easy for one person to rent or sell something they own to someone else. Um, and that's really been the biggest change over the past five, 10 years or so. Um, and it's something that makes it very easy for, for people to transact with each other. And it's not necessarily a bad thing um, that, you know, you're not maybe connecting on a, on a personal human level um, because what you really might want is to, to rent that car. And if the platform enables you to rent someone else's car and, and that's what you wanted, that's great. You got what you wanted. Um, and then the, the person renting it is able to make money off of an asset they already own. Um, and right now the economy is great, but I mean, geez, we've, we've seen what happens when the economy dips a bit and people all, the, all of a sudden are out of their jobs and they're scrambling to, to pay their rent. Well, the sharing economy is an amazing way for them to make money on the things that they already own, right? And kind of bolster their income and help pay their mortgage um, and things like that. So it's really empowering for individuals um, to be able to to rent or sell the things that they own. Mm. Well, to continue uh, with this uh, same topic, um, the other thing I noticed is that Airbnb said in one article that they would like to become more of a lifestyle concierge as opposed to uh, just a transactional booking site, um, which I'm not seeing yet right now. Um, uh, so you have to wonder if, if home sharing companies are, uh, again, you know, this is another evidence that they're trying to become more like hotels and while Hyatt and other hotel chains are exploring the vacation rental markets. Um, so I'm curious what hotels are doing to defend their market share. Any thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. We were just talking to some of our investors about this yesterday. Um, you know, I think hotels are nervous from what we see. Now, there are kind of different approaches they can take. One is they're getting into vacation rentals, right? So you see, um, like you mentioned, I think Hyatt um, becoming an investor in One Fine Stay. That's one route that they can take. Um, another is you have Wyndham. Wyndham has an entire line of vacation rentals. Um, so they're actually actively playing in the game. Um, you know, you have other hotels that 
uh, like Kimpton, for example, um, that are really kind of unique, unique hotels that offer um, kind of amenities and, and an experience when you stay there. It's not like your kind of standard corporate hotel. Um, and I think they're trying to, to mimic the experience of staying in a unique apartment that you might find on a site like Airbnb. Um, so you do see hotels kind of moving a little bit more towards vacation rentals because they know that consumers are staying in vacation homes for amenities and for all the extra things that you get. So I think they realize that they need to, to stay competitive and offer some of those things as well. So do you think vacation homes are expanding the overall hospitality market or do you think hotels and vacation homes are cannibalizing each other? <laughs> that's, that's what we were talking about. That's a, it's a good question. I think um, you will see some cannibalization, right? You always do when, when you have kind of these two markets sort of hitting against each other. Um, but I think they will expand. Like overall, vacation rentals are absolutely expanding the travel market. Um, and, you know, the reason for that is, is people who otherwise could not afford to stay in a hotel and maybe would not travel next weekend because of that, well, now they can afford to travel, right? And so, um, you know, instead of taking no trip, they're taking maybe a small trip in a drive market. Um, and so they're spending money whereas they wouldn't have spent it before. And Airbnb has some great studies out about all the money that's being spent in the local economy when people stay in vacation rentals because typically vacation rentals are off the beaten path, right? So they're not going to be in Union Square, like the center of San Francisco. They might be in Noe Valley, which is a, a kind of a residential neighborhood, Yeah, so when people stay in, the, in Noe Valley, they're, you know, spending money at local restaurants, they're, um, you know, maybe seeing the local art museum, whatever it is, and not, not necessarily um, just keeping their money within the hotel zone. Um, so that's one thing that we see, you know, vacation rentals kind of expanding, expanding in terms of uh, the, the power of the dollar that they're, they're bringing to not only the vacation rental industry, the travel industry, but also kind of all of the, the areas around it. That's a very exciting trend. Uh, well, let's take another break and, and we'll come back to our discussion in just a few minutes. You're listening to Business We Mentioned with Nancy Lin. We'll continue our discussion after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In today's marketplace, your ability to open up the way you think and adapt to change allows your business to stay ahead of the curve and perform at a higher level. At Change Agent SF, we help leaders at fast-growing companies develop the leadership capacity necessary to manage growth more effectively. Contact us today to learn more about our executive coaching services and leadership workshops. Call 415-322-9073 or email Nancy Lynn at info at changeagentsf.com to transform your business and leadership with Change Agent SF. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Business Reinvention with Nancy Lynn. Now, back to Business Reinvention. Jen, so we talked about one flying stay in um, the earlier segments, um, which is a platform for upscale vacation homes. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you are also adding more luxury properties to your database. Is that a segment that's really growing? 
It is. Actually, we're, we're building a whole category just for luxury rentals um, based on the demand that we're seeing for it. Um, so what are some of the unique inventories? Um, have you seen anything that maybe are your best kept secrets? <laughs> sure. So, I mean, we have, we have beautiful properties around the world. And, I mean, sometimes they're like $10,000 a night. Now, the interesting thing is that a lot of times a property that's $10,000 might have the ability to sleep like 20 people, right? So if you actually break it down on a, on a per, per person basis, it's, it's not too much more expensive than a really nice four or five star hotel. Um, and of course, plus it comes with um, a swimming pool. And a, a lot of times we'll see that like beautiful luxury properties will have a butler. They'll come with a private driver. Uh, a lot of times they'll have a chef um, and things like that. So they come with really, really nice perks um, that make it worth staying there. Um, you know, we have a lot of luxury properties from like villas in Bali to like castles in Scotland. And, um, you know, at the break, we were talking about some of the interesting amenities that come with some of these rentals. Well, um, in Scotland, you can actually get a golf pro to give you a lesson. <laughs> That's like one of the amenities offered with, uh, with one of the rentals. Um, another rental we have, which I think is in France, um, comes with marriage counseling. So if you wow. get away for a weekend <laughs> yeah, and, uh, with your spouse like that, that's kind of included along with the free Wi-Fi. So, um, you know, it's interesting to see. We also have seen a really interesting trend with celebrities. Um, so we had uh, a pop star call us not too long ago. There was a big event in San Francisco. And, um, and I mean, the star is like one of the top 10 in the world. And, you know, his publicist called us and said, look, you know, we, we want a mansion to stay in. Um, all the hotels are booked. This is a last minute trip. We'd love to stay in a vacation rental and have a party with, you know, all of the celebrities' friends. Um, and it's interesting because we see more and more celebrities turning towards vacation rentals. And we're fortunate to have um, an NFL athlete as one of our investors. And so we called him and we said, why do you think this is? Like, why, why is there this trend for celebrities and athletes to stay in vacation rentals? And he said, oh, it's simple. Um, the reason is because these days, if an athlete or celebrity checks into a hotel, you know, and a bellboy sees them in the lobby, you know, they'd probably tweet, you know, that the, that the celebrity's there. And three minutes later, the lobby's filled with fans. And so the athlete or celebrity, like, doesn't, doesn't really have privacy when they stay in a hotel anymore. And their families don't have privacy. And they really, you know, if they're trying to get away from all the cameras, like what they want to do is stay somewhere private. So like renting a vacation home enables them to do that and just kind of have a, a peaceful vacation. Um, and so that's, that's something that's really interesting. We never, we never thought we'd see as many celebrities and athletes as we do, but, um, but they're definitely calling us. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's kind of fun to deal with them. Yeah, sounds like they're perfect for privacy, but also for special occasions, I would think. Definitely, yeah, special occasions, um, parties. Like a lot of them like to rent beautiful mansions in Los Angeles around um, like the Oscars and things like that um, and host, host big lavish parties there. So do customers looking for luxury rentals do their own search or does that require you to maybe modify your offering a little bit? Uh, yeah, so they, they will sometimes call. So as it is now, um, and my guess is it's probably not the celebrity, it's probably their personal assistant or, or someone on their team will come to the site, do a search, and actually you know book through the site. It's, it's very easy to use stripping.com. It's very easy to use our partner sites. Um, so you know they're able to do it seamlessly. However, we do have a free concierge service um, that we do offer. And I think, you know, a lot of times they just want to take advantage of that um, because, of course, it's easier if we, if we help them find um, some beautiful properties. So we're happy to do that as well. Well, it's great to hear that the market's booming. So the question then is, is the supply keeping up with the demand or, or well? It? <laughs> it is, yeah. So we have right now over 5 million properties on tripping.com. Um, for comparison, HomeAway has about 1.5 million. Airbnb has about a million or so. Um, so we're the largest site in the world for vacation rentals. Now, <laughs> we have a list of over 200 partners waiting to get onto Tripping.com. Um, our team is working as quickly as they can to get them online. And between those, those sites, um, some of which are, you know, some pretty big, some are pretty small, um, we have another 5 million listings waiting to go live. Um, and we're seeing more and more come online every single day. Wow. So it sounds like you have a, uh, it's a really good problem to have. It is, it is. So I know that you were one of the early employees at StopHop and now that uh, now you're running your own startup. Um, how would you describe your journey so far? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. It's uh, It has been a crazy journey. 
you know, lots of lots of ups and downs. I was very lucky to join StubHub um, right out of college. I was going to Berkeley at the time, um, and that was in 2000. In the, in the first dot com boom, I joined StubHub. I was the youngest person on the team, but I ended up doing a lot of their marketing and branding, um, which was an excellent kind of education into the tech world. Um, it's very different having my own company, you know, and kind of playing not just in marketing, but kind of all areas of the business. Um, but no, I mean, I, I'm so proud of our team here and, and what we've built. It's been it's been fun to kind of go on this journey with them and see, you know, our, for example, we have an intern who's now running a lot of our paid search campaigns. Like it's just seeing him grow from an intern all the way to a full on manager has been really, really rewarding and exciting for us. We give our employees a lot of, um, a lot of the tools they need, but really, um, you know, we support them and, and it's fun to see them kind of take the ball and run with it. Well, I'm really excited for you that your idea has really taken off. So I want to congratulate you here and I also wanted to thank you for being with us today. I really enjoyed talking with you. Oh, thanks, Nancy. This has been a lot of fun. So I appreciate your interest in Tripping.com. And uh, yeah, this is great. And we enjoy your show as well. Thank you. And for those in the audience, thank you for tuning in. You can tweet me your comments at BizWeMentioned or download our podcast to listen to our program on the go. I hope you can join us again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time. Enjoy the rest of your week. Take care. We hope that you've enjoyed Business Reinvention with Nancy Lynn. Please join us for another edition of our groundbreaking program next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. In the meantime, follow Nancy on Twitter at BizReinvention to keep up on the innovation trends and information about our next show. Or go to BizReinvention.com for more business insights. That's B-I-Z-Reinvention.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.